0: Welcome back, everybody. I'm going to round out the fibromyalgia stuff, uh, probably in a couple more parts, but I'm going to space them out. So we uh, have been doing a lot of professional stuff, and I'll fill everybody in on that later. But we've got some exciting stuff coming up, particularly with fibro and some alternative treatments. So what I've done a lot of in the past uh, couple of months, three months really, is to, I guess I'll call it troll. Uh, troll uh, different fibromyalgia groups and uh, interstitial cystitis, uh, a lot of the Facebook groups and take a look at what they got out there and what they're saying, what they're doing, um, what their question marks are because it's uh, organic. It's what comes from the heart. It's the questions that they aren't getting answered and so it's been very instructional and I'm going to go through a few of those with you do I want to talk to you a little bit about what I think is uh, t- troubling. You know, Dr. Google has uh, no filter, and uh, I th- think there are some people that are putting great expectations where disappointment is around the corner, and some of this fibromyalgia testing and treatments and the like, they're talking about uh, immune system cures and People are throwing around uh, cytokines and inflammatory components of the central nervous system. Yeah, they yeah, they exist. I'll touch on that, but the the point is, we had to be very um, discerning, and I want to help us get through that. This is an informational podcast. You know, talk everything over with a qualified medical professional. I mean, qualified and. You know, not somebody with the I think it, therefore it is philosophy, which I see a lot in these Facebook groups. People jump in. I don't know where they get this stuff. But as you deep dive into some of these uh, folks that are admin, uh, that's troubling. One of them has over 50,000 members, and uh, there's, as far as I can tell, not a qualified admin in there. Anyway, let's talk about this. These are the things that I think really bother folks with fibro, interstitial cystitis, chronic fatigue, poor restorative sleep capacity, fibro fog, whatever, is the fundamental problem is they don't have answers, and people aren't giving them answers. And if they're getting answers, they go right back to Google, and this is a pattern. They they come home from their provider's office, and it, it can be cross-specialty, it can be a um, non-MDDO, it can be a whole bunch of sources, and people tend to listen to folks they trust, and I don't blame them. I do too. It's very important to develop a relationship built on trust. So as we go through this difficult... Pathway down um, in search of uh, knowledge and what we think is right now, uh, we're also going to have to be flexible to understand right now doesn't mean three, six, nine, or 12 months from now. Anything can happen between now and then. So, this isn't my studio. I don't have a studio, really. As you might know, I have uh, a very large studio. Uh, and it's called Outside. I'm not outside. It's uh, wintertime, and I'm staying with uh, folks because my house is uh, getting a remodel. Another story for another day. This is what I kind of pick up. Um, folks are concerned about uncertainty, and I get that. With this COVID junk out there and every day a new political drama, where's the money coming from? I can't work. I can't sleep. I can't think. I can't even drive. I can't even get to work. I can't pull an eight-hour shift because, as in the case of interstitial cystitis, which I've read more than a dozen times in a month, they are in the bathroom up to an hour a day. If you don't know what interstitial cystitis is, it's uh, this intense Pelvic pain, frequency of urination, very poor bladder capacity. It's a lot of things. And it's a spectrum. Just like fibromyalgia is a syndrome, interstitial cystitis is a spectrum. We'd also call it irritable bowel, as irritable bowel can be a spectrum. We have some more treatments for irritable bowel. The most I guess, uh humbling thing for me is when I get on here, I'm looking at raw and um close feelings that I don't hear in the examination room, and the patients don't express it to me. You know, you think within the sanctity of that office that I have that people understand that closed door means nothing leaves that room, and we have sincere and strict HIPAA restraints and I get on Facebook and people are just spilling it and they have their name attached to it everything from their sex life to their bowel habitry you just get it and I kind of invite everybody just to go to some of these Facebook groups just take a look at the desperation and as a matter of fact I was on the phone uh talking about a couple of things, talking about COVID with Pfizer and a few other things, new drugs that are coming uh, for the central nervous system. It was Pfizer, and Pfizer's a great company. I've talked to other companies, too. And we were talking. I said, you guys, you really ought to get on Facebook groups and take a look, because people are not only scared, they have trouble knowing where to go. Where's my next paycheck? Well, that is one of the top question marks patients. or or not patients, but people on Facebook have, or somebody's patient, is am I going to get disability? And then six answers come. It takes three times. I never got it. Oh, I got it on the first try. It's all over the map. And then that's versus income. Who is getting income? Paycheck protection plan? Uh, Is it uh, a grant? Or is it uh, a What You know, something's out there for... Folks, but they often don't know where to turn, so they get on Google. Down there, uh, down that rabbit hole. These are the common, most discussed problems over the past couple of months. And I uh, believe me, I'm no Facebook expert. I hang out on fe- Facebook a little. I don't think much of the time that people bury into Facebook. I think you have to be really careful. It's a time suck. These are seven things I find, maybe eight, um, that I, I, I see pop up. Okay, number one, <clears throat> it's the does anybody questions. Well, you get on a Facebook group. Does anybody have trouble with fatigue? Does anybody have trouble sleeping? Does I mean, it's a repetitious does anybody. Fibromyalgia is a widespread problem. It has to do with the central nervous system and multiple, um, uh, I guess, processes. It is a central nervous system pro- problem that is manifested by uh, peripheral man- manifestation. And yes, you have muscle pain and. Headaches, irritable bowel, chronic fatigue, pelvic pain, you know, the fibro five. You've got that. And, yes, you have restorative sleep capacity impairment. And, yes, alpha-2 intrusion. You have trouble with sleep. You're not getting to stage four sleep because you're hurting. And for other reasons as well, Yeah, sleep is a multifactorial problem. And sure, yeah, that widespread pain means widespread problems. So when you go on these face group, does anybody have... Yes, you're going to always get a positive hit. I guess it's a validation sequence that some people need. But be very careful, because I could put in there, has anybody had problems after the St. Snivels parade? And there would be five people who go, yes. Um, All right, pain. Pain is huge, and people don't know how to handle pain. We've talked briefly about low-dose naltrexone and its effect on glial cells and the central nervous system. We've talked briefly about it. That's a really good option for fibromyalgia, and it does it, – it, there's a lot of check marks, fills a lot of boxes, and it's a very interesting drug. I'm not giving any advice here, but it's something – It's something to learn about, and I'll have a complete podcast on that. The importance of that drug is when the um, folks that suffer from these problems start getting desperate. They start doing desperate things, which takes me to drugs. It's from common to macabre. I just can't get over the combinations folks are talking about. There's even a a, um, I I won't mention the drug I won't mention the drug an FDA approved drug for fibromyalgia that has a whole Facebook group and people just blow it up it's a really good drug and if you get on that group you're going to be scared to death to take that drug it's FDA approved I use it it's really a good drug Takes us to diet. Uh, these dietary supplements and approaches to dealing with problems, especially I see people are advocating sodium bicarb. Sodium bicarb will alter your pH. Altering your pH is dangerous. They also talk about some uh, supplementation, and one of the supplementations that's extremely troubling and there's a lot of resistance to let it go, is Kratom. Kratom is unmeasured. Kratom comes from some... It's a street drug. It has not been studied appropriately. We don't know what it does. We have no idea what the long-term effects are. We just know that with desperation leads to, I'll try anything. I've seen that, and I've seen it over and over again. I'll try anything. It's, It's hard to be informed when... You get on Dr. Google, and there it is, Kratom, and, oh, it's the best thing I've done. I've taken it for two years. I take it every day. I get it, I, I get it at the gas station. Are you kidding me? These are the same people that hate their health care provider because they won't give them X, Y, Z med. Well, maybe we know a little bit about the side effects, and we're trying to protect you. That's our duty. Okay, so, you know, Common themes happen commonly. Kratom is one of them. I have seen people just become militant about these um, uh, fringe meds and fringe treatments. They're just militant if they don't get them or if they don't think they can get them. Oh, I've got a source. What's your source? Does that sound a little streetwise to me? Yeah, it does. Some of these uh, are downright potentially dangerous. The high-dose magnesium, that's dangerous, people. It could interfere with cardiac conduction. Um, You'll have trouble with uh, diarrhea, muscle problems. I mean, anything temporary that makes you feel better, know what you're dealing with and talk it over with a qualified uh, healthcare professional. Okay. Okay. They talk about healthcare providers. A lot of them love their doctor, but they hate the medical system. Well, that's okay. I get that. You know, um, it's like the question comes up: What kind of doctor should I go to? I saw it yesterday: Is there a doctor that treats fibromyalgia? Oh yeah, of course. <laughs> Is there a specialist in fibromyalgia? And they'd say, "Well, it's a rheumatologist. This is not a rheumatologic disease. It's it's not inflammatory." Well, there's a caveat to that, but it doesn't have to do with RA that should be ruled out. And I hear the disease of exclusion. It's really not. It's a medical, It is a medical problem, uh, and uh, rheumatologists are. Keen on taking on fibromyalgia, a lot of times, but a lot of times they focus on the lupus, the rheumatoid arthritis, the inflammatory diseases, and fibromyalgia is not something that necessarily can be igni- uh, uh can be uh, diagnosed, and uh, uh, the cure ignited. So, uh, medical care requires. Next information s- uh, sources. Know your information source. I said it early. I think if therefore it can't, um, it's it is crowd. Well, y- if you get something that's out there too good to be true, and this fibromyalgia marker, ninety nine percent? are, No, no. Uh, There's going to be false positives, false negatives. That is not how these markers work. Plus, there is financial remuneration with these. Um, Is it clean? I don't know. They say they're associated with Massachusetts General Hospital. Well, a lot of lab tests and treatments and uh, movement forward is associated with uh, institutions, but they get grants and the like. So I don't know enough about it to talk, but I'm just going to say – If it sounds too good, be careful. And if you're all of a sudden sucked into some type of uh, plan, contingency, if you're into a treatment arena, uh, know what you're into. Okay, the other thing is sleep. So sleep, I touched on this. Patients in pain uh, sit in alpha-2 intrusion. That's part of a sleep study. It's not important to know that. But the deep restorative sleep capacity where memory is made, where uh, you get that deep, refreshing sleep, uh, you know, deep, deep sleep, you got to have some of that. And a lot of times uh, patients with these chronic pain problems or fibromyalgia, interstitial cystitis, and the like, they just don't hit that phase four. So maybe that's why they're a little foggy the next day. Here comes low-dose naltrexin again, and even though it can cause some side effects early on of sleep disturbance, it might just settle down the neuroinflammation or the glial cells, and that's important, of course it is, because that might help you sleep better, which increases dendritic or crosstalk between neurons that help your brain and can help you think clearer, and that's important. So, all right. So the question again now is, uh, is, is this hormonal? Well, there's some early thoughts about your muscles as an endocrine source. In other words, they might be secreting cytokines or inflammatory components. That's what these tests supposedly measure. And the one that links up mostly to fibromyalgia and interstitial cystitis, et cetera, is IL-6, interleukin-6. There's others. There's TNF-alpha and CRP. Uh, That's a reactive protein. Um, They aren't finger-pointing at fibromyalgia so much. I will say this. I've read some promising work that has uh, talked and implicated hypovitaminosis, and that's vitamin D. Vitamin D may be affiliated with some of these inflammatory problems. Low vitamin D, increased IL-6, increased inflammatory components. IL-1 is one of those too, but it doesn't seem to be. Uh, more to come on that one. And if we do the low-dose naltrexone, it seems to modulate that. So isn't that interesting? We're now back to the muscles again. And even though the muscles appear normal, maybe they're an endocrine source for cytokines or inflammatory components. So interestingly, uh, with this COVID thing, we hear about the cytokine storm. It's inflammatory. So there you have it. I mean, early on, those of us that have in our career used a lot of steroids were saying, get them steroids. And then DepoMedrol came out and a few other things came out uh, that show promise. I'm not going to get into COVID. That's not the point here. So, okay. Let's, uh, uh, let's look at where we're going to be uh, soon, and I, I hope we're somewhere better than the gabapentinoids that have so many side effects, particularly uh, one of them. I don't, it doesn't matter which one. Uh, they both can, but uh, pregabalin yeah is associated with weight gain. No one no one needs that, right? And then there's opioids. We are not necessarily in an opioid crisis. You can go to pain information. That's uh one of the uh topics I do early on. Um and I I've got a podcast on this too, so scroll back. And you'll see that I talk about uh opioids and oxycodone, I love you, oxycodone, I hate you, and all these others, they seem to be the most popular ones I've done. A lot of question marks about opioids, but one thing I do talk about, and I've lectured on this stuff, is the opioid crisis is very different than is portrayed in the media. Now, there's a surprise. The media didn't get some right. So opioids, I... Disagree with uh, some of the experts. I do think they help folks with fibromyalgia in the chosen person. They're not uh, necessarily your first step. Uh, They improve function and quality of life, decrease potential for decline in function. Maybe they are an option. Let's not take it off the table. I'm going to close here with something that uh, I want everybody to think about when you see FDA approved and FDA cleared, you're going to see a lot of devices. You can hear about a lot of meds. In fact, that t- that test out there, uh, one of them, one of them says they're uh, FDA approved. That's a that's a huge hurdle to go over. FDA approved is a rigorous assessment awfully very expensive, that is very different than a 501k, um, cleared pathway, Uh, it's reviewed, yeah, and it's cleared, sorry, there's my son, he went to the Citadel, so those are the bagpipes, he was a drum major at the Citadel, let them all out on the field, that's worth going to check out on YouTube, okay, so we're going to be firing up a YouTube channel sometime this year, that's our goal, we're going to start... Um, pulling it out with the podcasts. The uh, podcasts are also over on ASIPP.org's website. Those are the ones I do for them. I've got a few in the can for that. And let me know what you would like. I uh, read all the reviews at paininformation.com and if you could uh, leave a review at Apple or iTunes it really helps and that helps us rank people can see us and all I want you to tell your friends and uh, I I don't talk much on the Facebook groups maybe I'll play up this podcast a little more it's uh, not to be anything but informational so uh, I hope you enjoyed it and let us know what we can do alright, Merry Christmas